Well, it finally happened. After 99 days of a lockout, the MLB and the MLBPA finally reached a new collective bargaining agreement, just in time for a full 162-game season to be played. With new details such as an expanded postseason, a universal DH, and a draft lottery, there's a lot to unpack. All that and more, coming up. Baseball is officially back. Personally, I'm most excited that a full 162-game season will be played, but there are a lot of interesting things in the new agreement as well. The universal DH was something that the players had been pushing for for a while, especially after it was used in the shortened 2020 season. And really, what's not to like about it? Pitchers don't have to practice hitting or worry about getting hurt, and it creates 15 more jobs for hitters. Another big part of the agreement was the expanded postseason, Now 12 teams total, 6 per league, will make the playoffs, as opposed to 10. The top two division winners will each receive a bye, and the worst division winner and three wildcard spots will play each other. For the draft lottery, all 18 teams that didn't make the playoffs are eligible, but only the top six spots are awarded by the raffle. The odds are based on the reverse order of winning percentage, so the worst teams have the highest chance. The three worst teams each have a 16.5% chance to be drawn. As for the rest of the teams, I don't yet know. Speaking of drafts, the MLB also introduced the option for a new international draft, instead of an international signing period. While high school or college players from Canada, the U.S., and Puerto Rico are eligible for the amateur draft, many talented players from countries such as Venezuela, Colombia, and the Dominican Republic aren't qualified for any. There would be 20 rounds with set signing bonuses for each pick. Unlike the amateur draft, where draft order is based on record, the draft order for the international draft is irregular. Teams would be randomly assigned to one of four groups that would rotate each year. To incentivize teams for picking players from smaller baseball countries, nations with less than half a percent of the signings over the last three signing periods, teams would be awarded extra picks for taking players from those countries. The whole thing seems great, right? Well, it's not perfect. It significantly significantly decreases the potential amount of money international amateurs could get. For some context, Yon Mankata signed with the Red Sox in 2015 for $31.5 million, while the top pick in the international draft gets just $5.5 million. Some of baseball's top international players oppose it, including Francisco Lindor, Fernando Tatis Jr., and David Ortiz. However, I think overall it's a good thing. Many international players sign with MLB teams when they're still middle school age. While technically the youngest a player can be to sign is 16, teams can still scout and negotiate with players before they turn 16. Say a player is 12 in 2022, but they can make a handshake deal but the team can make a handshake deal with the player for a set amount of money. Then that player is not allowed to train with or even be seen by a scout from another team. Then, once that player is old enough, the team can make the deal official. I think the international draft would not only fix this problem, but also the use of steroids by many young international baseball players. But the union has until July July 25th, 2022 to agree to the idea. If they do, We still wouldn't see an international draft until at least 2024, but I think it's a step in the right direction. More on the new agreement after this.
Sports Reference is the greatest sports statistics website on the internet, with stats from baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, college basketball, and college football. It has anything you could possibly need. Go to sports-reference.com to check it out. That's sports-reference.com for any stats that you might need. Now that I've covered the big management and on-field rule changes, it's time to discuss what this is really about. Money. The MLB increased the minimum player salary from $570,000 to $700,000. That figure will increase annually by a rate of $20,000, reaching $780,000 a year in 2026. Then there's the competitive, competitive balance tax threshold, or in simple terms, the luxury tax. Here's the definition from MLB.com. Quote, each year, clubs that exceed a predetermined payroll threshold are subject to a competitive balance tax. Those who carry payrolls above that threshold are based on each, each dollar above the threshold that the tax rate increasing based on the number of consecutive years a club has exceeded the threshold. The tax numbers are as follows. After the first year, the team must pay a 20% tax on all money above the threshold, the second year 30%, and from the third on, 50%. However, if the team goes below the threshold for a year, then it resets. For 2022, the threshold would be $230 million and increasing up until $244 million in 2026. All in all, baseball is back. I couldn't be more excited, and I hope you are too. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thank you to MLB.com and ESPN for providing resources for this episode. And a big thank you to my sponsor, Sports Reference. If you enjoyed, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.